0: My friends, how I have missed you. Welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast, and Happy New Year to you, your friends, your family, your loved ones. It is 2024, and I am so excited about the first noteworthy episode of this beautiful year that God has given us. Today, I wanna talk to you about five old paths that lead to new victories. I want to equip you to walk into the new year. That's what this podcast is all about. Thank you so much for clicking play on this episode. I'm so glad you did. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here. Let's have a noteworthy conversation in 2024. Let's go. Well, I just want to start this year off by saying two words that uh, they're quick to speak, but they're they're slow to minister sometimes, because sometimes we have a hard time accepting these words. But I want to say thank you. Thank you to every noteworthy listener who has supported this podcast for five years years now. Can you believe that? Noteworthy's first episode was released in November of 2018. Here we are, 2024. It's a brand new year and we're just excited. Are you as excited as I am about what God is doing in these last days and in this season? Well, I believe that you are. I think that's why you're listening to a podcast. You want to better yourself. You want to grow. You want to increase in knowledge and wisdom and discernment and meekness and temperance and self-control and all those things. Well, uh, today we're going to be in that vein. We're we're in that new year vein, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, five old paths that they're, they're nothing new, but they're going to bring you new victories in 2024 and I'm excited to share that with you today. But before we dive into this exciting topic uh, on this beautiful day, I want to um, ask you, if for all of you that done it, over 204 of you have done this. You've left a five-star rating and review on the podcast. If if you are a listener of this show, if you've listened to more than two or three episodes, would you do me a favor? Would you go to Apple Podcast? And would you leave a review? This really is going to help the show in 2024 to be visible, makes the podcast (laughs) rise up through all the thousands of algorithms out there. And also, you might get your review read right here on the air. I would love to share your comments with the rest of the audience. And uh, wow, what a year, you know, I... um, I don't ever really share this Spotify-wrapped uh, analytics, even though I think it's so awesome. I, I love to see what God is doing for everybody else. And, but I just was so blown away this year at what God has done through the podcast. We have a larger audience um, than we've ever had. We're reaching more people, which is not just numbers. These are lives. These are souls, and every soul indicates another circle of people that they're reaching in their sphere in their atmosphere and so i'm just so thankful for what god is doing a couple new year's updates as you know if you've been following along with the show um my beautiful wife rachel and i uh, have three small children and you've walked this journey with us you've heard a lot about my kids And I talk about marriage and family and fatherhood a lot on this show. And Judah is six years old now. Ezra is now four at the time we are recording this podcast. And Kyla, our one-year-old girl who just completely turned our world upside down for the better, is now walking all over our house. And it is a beautiful sight to behold. Also, Rachel and I have scheduled our very first live recording that's coming up on April 7th in Maryville, Tennessee. And we're so excited about that. Going to be recording seven new songs this year. Wow, we're excited about that. Surely the Lord is just up to something great. All right, so I, I want to jump into this topic today by starting with this thought. If you're a note taker, now's the time to start taking some notes. I wanna propose this thought to you. Are you ready? Sometimes the old way is the best way. (laughs) You know, there's all these uh, statistics out right now about self-driving cars and I was reading an article on this and I thought it was so interesting because, of course, Tesla's taken over the world. Um, my brother Jonathan just bought a Tesla, and he's let me drive it a few times. It's, I, I have to admit, it's its truly amazing. Um, but there was a lot of statistics about self-driving cars. And it says that um, millions of these cars are being made, and they're... Giving out all these announcements and these statistics that are so interesting about how people feel about self driving cars. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I drove a Tesla for the first time this year, and when they turned on the self driving mode, it definitely took some getting used to for me. First of all, just to trust the car. But why am I sharing this with you? It was amazing to me that there was a discovery when they were interviewing people driving these cars. And that discovery was this. People still love driving cars. (laughs) And so even though this feature is becoming available to the world, and a lot of people think that this is going to be the new way. Nobody will even be using a steering wheel anymore um, because the world's just going that direction. And maybe they're right. But look at these statistics here. 59% said driving the car is a form of stress release. 61% said that driving is often a positive emotional experience. I I guarantee you they don't live in Atlanta, but you know what I'm saying here. (laughs) 70% of respondents consider driving as, and I quote, time for myself. Anybody relate with that statistic, that it's that car when you're driving, that's where you get your me time in and you get to be alone with your thoughts every once in a while. 79% of all respondents from all generations are still passionate about driving. 81% said learning to drive a car is a rite of passage worth preserving. And 85% said it's an important part of American culture. And so during this exciting new way of driving, they discovered that 85% of people said they will always want the option of driving a car themselves. Why do I tell you that? Because I, I want to propose a thought to you that sometimes, even though new things can be good and God can use new things, I want to present to you that sometimes the old path is still the right path. Sometimes the old path is better. Not everything that's bigger, shinier, and brighter is better. The old prophet, Jeremiah, was called the weeping prophet because he watched a generation fall away from God and they wouldn't listen to what the Lord was trying to tell them. And in Jeremiah 6.16, he says something very powerful that I want to use as our text today for this time in the Word. Jeremiah 6 and 16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. And so today, I want to just talk for just a moment about some old paths that still work when you're walking into a new year. It still works. Write that down. It still works. Sometimes the old way is still the best way. My son, uh, Judah, loves to play Nintendo. He has a Nintendo switch. he's very good at it and uh we had kind of a new parent moment this week where he's getting so good at these games that he's actually better than me <laughs> <And> so <laughs> if you ever want to be humbled, just come to my house and my six year old son might beat you in a video game you know, and that's that's a that's a humbling experience and um uh, one thing that's so interesting about the Nintendo is that Mario is widely considered to be the most famous video game character of all time. He's been called an icon of gaming, the gaming industry. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Super Mario Bros. is just taking this resurgence and taking over the world again. And I'm kind of okay with it because I grew up on Mario, so it's nostalgic for me. And, uh, the Mario series of video games has sold more than 510 million copies, making it the best-selling video game franchise of all time. And it was created in 1981. 1981, my friends. They're not creating newer, better characters. They're just going back to the OG, which is characters like Mario and Sonic and guys like this. And my kids are still playing it to this day, just with better graphics. But the same game, the same concept, just better graphics. Because sometimes the old game, the old character, the the old path, oh my, it can still be the best path. And so Really quick today, I'm not going to be long uh, in this episode today, but I want to talk to you about five old paths that will lead you to new victories. If you will walk down this path, I want you to just close your mind's eye with me for a moment and picture yourself out in nature, you're out in the woods and it's a beautiful day and you're enjoying the quiet uh, solace of the breeze blowing through the trees And you have paths to choose from. And if you've never been in those woods before, you may not know what path to take. And so you choose to take an old path because you know where that's gonna lead you. That's what I want you to picture in the spirit today, that these paths that I'm talking about are tried and true, they are tested. We are not the first ones to have paved this path. Many have gone on before us and they have shown us that this is the way. This is the path. All right. One of five, the first path is a familiar path to many. That path is the path of prayer. Prayer is an old path into a new joy, in your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's as old as Adam and Eve. In Genesis 3 and 8, the Bible says that they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That means it was in the the morning time. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now the Bible tells us that that Adam and God would talk and they would walk with each other um, in the garden during the cool of the day. Now this is something that's hard for us to even imagine uh, in 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 the physical realm that you're you're literally walking through the garden talking with the lord and and God would speak to Adam, he would hear his voice and there was an uninhibited access to the presence of the lord um brother joe Campatella has an amazing podcast on this on the christian life broadcast where he talks about the tree of life and this access to the presence of god it's hard for us to imagine that now because sin entered the world and now we access that garden in the spirit we we go before the lord Our present time with Him is through His Spirit. His Spirit dwells in us, and we get to dwell with Him. I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again, because it is the heartbeat of the Noteworthy Podcast. The heartbeat of this podcast is daily relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the most noteworthy thing we could talk about, is our relationship with, with the one that created us. Luke 21 and 36 says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Prayer is an old plan that brings new life. Prayer will absolutely change your life this year. If you will dedicate time, I want you to think about this. The Bible tells us that Adam would speak with God and God would speak with him in the cool of the morning, right? In the cool of the day, which was the morning. And so I want us, myself included, to be intentional about carving out time to spend with the Lord and God will meet you in that time. Imagine if you asked your friend to come meet you for coffee, Say, hey, I want to meet you at Starbucks, and uh, you never told them a time, but you expect them to show up when you get there. Well, it wouldn't be very considerate to that person, but a lot of times we treat our relationship with God like that. We we never want to give him a designated time. It's just kind of, I'll get there when I get there, Lord. I'll <laughs> I'll talk to you when I'm ready. And I would imagine if I were the Lord, and I am surely not, but that would be an offensive thing to have your creation not even be able to carve out enough time to spend with you. So prayer will change your life. It's an old path. All kinds of new victories are coming your way in the name of Jesus Christ. If you will take on a prayer life this year. The second path is the path of devotion. Right, Reading your Bible and studying the Bible is an old path that is tested. Texts that are thousands of years old, still ringing true, still relevant, still cutting edge, still a two-edged sword. Piercing and dividing asunder the soul and the spirit. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Do you want to get your thought life right this year? Do you want to have a clean and pure heart? Do you you not want to sin against God this year? Read his word. My friends, so many Instagram reels and preachers are trying to just kind of make up some new way. They're just trying to think of some new way to say it. And that's okay. I I think we should be creative about how we present the gospel. But my friends, can I tell you, it's not a new way. We don't have to find a new way to say it. That the old words of scripture are still working today. They're still relevant today. The Bible doesn't get outdated. The culture doesn't have any new problems that the Bible can't lead us through. And so the word of God will always be applicable to your life and your current situation. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. The church in Berea studied the scriptures. We can find this in the book of Acts in verse 17, and we'll start with verse 10. Matter of fact, when I was a kid, There was a chain of Christian bookstores called Berean Christian Bookstores. (laughs) So I think they're out of business now. But Acts chapter 17 and verse 10, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. I want you to just focus on verse 11, Acts chapter 17, verse 11, for just a moment. I want you to think about this with me. It says, that they received the word with all readiness of mind, right? That means they had faith, they were attentive, they were paying attention. And then they searched the scriptures daily to see whether or not those things were so. I have discovered in my walk with God, which is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty young I'm going to be 33 this year, but I feel like I'm getting old, but I'm still young, I guess. I have found that most people that are saying, well, I just don't know if I believe that, are not searching daily to see whether or not it is so. Because if you are searching the scriptures to see what is true, then you know what you believe. You're not wondering what you believe. You're not, I'm not so sure if I believe that well. Then don't take my word for it. Don't just take your pastor's word for it. But go search the scriptures yourself so that when you go to church, you can say amen because you already believe what the preacher's talking about. My goodness. And people believed because of this. Searching the scriptures will not shake your faith. It will strengthen your faith. You know what shakes your faith? Just taking man's word for it. Going to Instagram for all of your inspiration is not what's great for the soul. Search the scriptures. It's an old path that's gonna lead to new victories in your life. I'm uh, currently trying to read the Bible through early this year, in the first month of this year, and um, it's a it's a strong discipline. It takes a lot to read the Bible that fast, and I pray in Jesus' name that I will complete it in this month. But um, sometimes you just have to make up your mind that it's something you're going to do. It's just something you're going to do. You're going to make time for it. You're going to get up earlier. You're going to stay up later. You're going to do whatever it takes because you want victory in your life. You want victory in your life. The third path is fasting. Fasting is not new, but it still works. Fasting not only helps you find God's favor, it changes your opinion of yourself so that you can better see God. It draws you Closer to Jesus, by dying out to your flesh, certain devils can only be cast out by people who pray and fast. It says in Matthew 17:21, "Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. There's a reason we covered prayer first because fasting without prayer is ineffective. You can go on a fast for your health, and that's great. Do that. But don't expect spiritual power when you're fasting if you are not adding prayer to that fasting. Can I tell you something powerful about fasting? Fasting will shut the mouth of lions. That which the enemy intended to kill you Fasting can just close its mouth and take its power away. Daniel was known for fasting. And uh, Daniel was such a good example of fasting. uh, Even the lions decided to go on a fast when he was thrown into the lion's den. Because fasting shuts the mouth of lions. Number four, the fourth path. Is church? Whoa, Nathan, calm down. What are you saying? You actually saying I need to go to church? I can't. I can't just be a Christian and just do my own thing and have devotion and. Uh, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to you, but church is a gift from God. The body of Christ is a gift from God. And going to church, attending church, is an old path. You can follow the formation of this church all the way back to the book of Acts, my friends. The church still works and is God's plan for the children of God to reach the lost and maintain the saved. I'm going to say that one more time because I think it's powerful. The job of the church is to be reaching the lost while maintaining the saved. Okay, so last time I checked, I, I haven't gone to heaven yet. I don't know if you have, but I'm I'm not in heaven yet, right? And so I, I still got to keep living for him every day until either the day that he takes me home or when the rapture comes. All right, either way, I, I got to keep going to church. I got to keep worshiping him. I need to die daily. I need to make sure that I'm pursuing a life of holiness. And so h- how do I do that? Well, one of the greatest ways I do that is by faithfully attending God's house and entering into his presence and fellowshipping with like-minded believers and worshiping with amazing music teams and hearing incredible sermons by some of the greatest preachers you've ever imagined in your life. What a gift. What a gift. There's an attack right now on the biblical model of attending church because there is power in the biblical model of attending church. The devil's attacking it because it does matter. It says that in Hebrews ten twenty three. It says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he that is faithful that promised, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I'm going to say this, and I might get in trouble for it, but I'm going to say it anyways. In-person church cannot be replicated. I thank God for every media team. My church has an incredible media team. They work so hard. And it is a ministry. Absolutely, it is a ministry. And it is reaching the lost. And it is reaching into the iPhones and the homes of millions of people in this day and age, and I thank God for that, and I think we should use it. Online church is a good thing, but it is not a substitution for what God does when we gather together. A lot of people are walking a new path of just um, not attending church, and they just tune in online And they're missing out on the benefits because they've avoided the old path, which is to assemble ourselves together. Matthew 16 and 18 says, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Acts 2 and 46 says, and they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. It's the will of God that we worship together. It's the will of God that we eat together. Listen, it's even in the Bible we should eat together. Come on, somebody. The breaking of bread from house to house. Not only that, it says they ate meat with gladness and singleness of heart. There was joy. There was unity. There was faith. That's still here now. You can feel it at my church. You can feel it at all kinds of amazing churches. Praising God, having favor with all the people. And God continues to add to his church. It's an old path. But faithfulness to God's house is going to bring you new victories this year, even though it's an old path. All right, one more path I want to talk to you about, and then I'm going to let you go. Thank you for walking this journey with me. Thank you for walking these paths with me today. The fifth and final path I want to talk to you about today is the path of worship worship is an old path that's going to bring you into a bright new year. In the Bible, it talks about a man named King Jehoshaphat, and he knew about this power of worship. You can see it in Second Chronicles. Um, the Bible says that the children of Ammon and Moab were coming against the people of Judah, and the king told them to fast and to pray and he appointed singers and musicians, because a guy named Jehaziel stood up and spoke life and said, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And the people began to worship, and everything changed in that moment. It says in Second Chronicles twenty twenty one. and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever and when they began to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon Moab and Mount Seir which were come against Judah and they were smitten Watch this, verse 23. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. And when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. Worship is an old weapon that you can fight new battles with. When you don't feel like praising, you just go down the old path and you praise him anyways. Maybe you've already been to a New Year's service and you didn't feel like praising God because you were too tired because you stayed up too late. (laughs) Praise him anyways, my friends. Praise him anyways. Take this with you into the new year. It's not new. It's old. But sometimes the old way is the best way. And the old path still gets you where you need to go. So five things to take with you to give you new victories. One, pray every day. Two, read the word of God. Have a time of devotion every day. If you miss a day, tell God, I'm sorry, I'm starting again today. I missed a day. Your mercies are new every morning. Number three, fast every time the man of God calls a fast and set personal fast meals. Do what you can. Don't just fast media, fast food. And I don't mean fast food like Taco Bell. Fast food. <laughs> Dude, You know what? You just do what you need to do. I'm going to leave that right there, okay? Okay. Number four, go to church, assemble together. We need the church. Go faithfully. Be somebody that's so faithful that when your music leader or your youth pastor or your pastor, your associate pastor, your team leader calls you, they know you'll be there. They don't have to wonder if you're showing up that day. They know they can put you on planning center because they know you're going to show up. My word, did you feel that in the Holy Ghost? That's ministering to a leader right now. My word, that's for you. Number five, worship, even when you don't feel like it. Happy New Year, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning into this first episode of 2024. I'm so excited about all that God is going to do right here on the Noteworthy Podcast. We'll see you next time. God bless.